not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. The reason that I am doing good is because I am free. Yes, I am free. I have been given a second chance at happiness. I have been given a new life and that more abundantly. And it is that opportunity that I enjoy sharing with all of you. The way that we do it is unique because we cover subject matter, situations, things that are going on in the world that we live in, often horrible things, difficult things, traumatic things that are going on in the world that we live in, in people's lives. We so that what we talk about will be real and relevant, but then we don't leave you there. We um, wrap it up and tie it up by giving you the answers to your struggle, the uh, answers and the, um, uh, the way to heal and to overcome your traumas. And we're going to do the same thing tonight. I'm going to talk about some heavy material. I'm going to hopefully finalize uh, what we have been talking about the last couple of shows. I have titled this series, uh, Civil Disobedience, Disobedience, Chaos, and have often used the word confusion in the midst of uh, discussing the material, so I'm going to add confusion to tonight's topic because what we've been talking about is very confusing. The issue itself uh, being the transgenderism or the transgender agenda, um, the lifestyle that accompanies it, it is purely confusion. It promotes chaos, and one person at least that I have uh, followed and looked at some of his material has called us to civil disobedience because of this whole issue, and I will touch more on that tonight. Um, the person that I was speaking of was um, 
Dr. Michael Brown. I've been discussing a couple of his articles on the show, and I do think I have, let's see, is it, I'm going to finish up talking about the last one. I will finish talking about that one. Um, I'll recap what some of what I was saying last week. Um, but before we get into all of this heavy, concerning, <laughs> troubling, serious information, I want to tell you to get your tea, your lemonade, your beverage. I am sipping some hot tea some orange pico, some black tea. Interestingly, I just finished some lemonade at dinner time. It made me cold, so I said, oh, no, I got to counteract that. I got to get me some hot tea because that's what I usually drink on the show anyway. So I've got mine. If you don't have yours right now, you can wait to the break and run and get yours, okay? I'm going to take this minute to um, at least say hi to Chris. I know that he's had a long day, and he's not going to say much, he said, tonight, but I, I at least want to say hey and hello to my handsome hubby. Hey, hubby. Hello. How's it going? How art thou? Oh, I'm good. You sound good. <laughs> you sound like you got a little bit of uh, relaxation or refresh, like your second wind. <laughs> Are you refreshed? Oh, I'm getting there. I'm I'm relaxing right now, but I am listening in. Okay. All right. Well, people, that's my handsome hubby, partner in many things. Um, We have been talking about, Chris and I, he has joined me at times, but we have been talking about the chaos and the confusion concerning transgenders and transgender issues. This would be a good time, if you're not sure, to monitor your youngsters, your young people, okay? Unfortunately, we can't hide this information from them because it is in your face, it is in the news, it is um, it is being pushed. Um, situations concerning this are being pushed in our public schools, which will include our minors and our young children, so we can't hide this from them, but you might want to monitor them so that you can have these discussions with them because they're going to come up. It's going to come up. We are living in a time where we're being forced. Uh, Many people didn't want to talk about these issues. Not only these issues, uh, didn't didn't want to talk about homosexual issues, lesbian issues, uh, gay issues, uh, sexual abuse issues, uh, uh, the truth the truth behind um, what sexual immorality in general causes. Uh, I don't hear many people talking about it. Um, there are some out there, but not many. Um, for the most part, society wants to glor- glorify and glamorize sexual immorality and push it in a way to make it seem good and all right, when in fact it is the opposite. So hopefully we'll wrap this series up. Um, last article, last show, I was talking about uh, an article named The Darker Side of 
the LGBT theology. Uh, that stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, uh, transgender theology, LGBT, yeah. The article was from uh, Dr. Michael Brown, so you can get the article in its entirety on his website. Uh, I believe if you type in Dr. Michael Brown, that his website will come up. And you have to click on the stream uh, streaming articles, I think it was like most recent articles or something like that, older articles or something like that. So um, just a few highlights of that article. Um, he was talking about authors, um, gay theologians and uh, lesbian professors, different authors who had written books and who had written material that was quite troubling. Um, the ideology, the thought processes, the the things that they have concluded after studying Scripture, after studying uh, the Bible. Uh, some of them were quoting Old Testament events and situations, and it was just extremely troubling to see the confusion and the chaos that they are um, promoting, okay? So a couple of things, let's see. One one of the authors who was a gay theologian um, was accusing Christ, Jesus Christ, of actually being queer. Um, these are their words. These are their words. Let's see if I can find... Oh well, what did I do with it? Oh yeah, the queer a queer god. Uh the yeah, the book was entitled The Queer God. So in that they were actually saying that um God was queer. <laughs> Another one was a a lesbian professor who was saying that um find my notes here, that Jesus was involved in orgies, orgies, um, including, you know, activities with several males at one time, and so I call that an orgy. Anytime there's more than a husband and a wife, uh, that's an orgy, okay? So this person was accusing the Lord of being involved in orgies, Um there was one more. They uh, several of them were were calling some of the supernatural acts that the that God did in the Old Testament. For example, the burning bush when Moses um, encountered the burning bush uh, on Mount Sinai, um, as God spoke to him and gave him his instructions and his plans concerning Israel and. Um, be- be going back to set Israel free from the bondage of the Egyptians, this author said that that was a divine homosexual act. How crazy is that? Let me read it. A gay Old Testament scholar alleging that when God revealed himself to Moses on Mount Sinai, it was an erotic homosexual act. We recap these things not to glorify them, 
but to show you and to point out to you how chaotic and how confusing the lifestyle and the mind of people that are caught up in this lifestyle is. All right, more after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect. To find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back. And I am here to... um continue discussing the confusion, the chaos, the craziness that is um, bound and associated with the type of lifestyle that the Bible calls perverse, wicked, and abomination. You know, when you hear someone who professes to be a Christian, especially, say those types of things. People, you know, they want to get fighting mad. They want to get furious, you know, and call us, 
you know, close-minded and and say that we are um, intolerant and so forth and so on. But these things are descriptions that are biblical descriptions. You know, these are words that, that God used to describe people involved in these lifestyles. And then when you look at some of the material that some of them has written, it kind of resonates. It makes sense that it's, you know, it's perverse because, you hear someone saying that God was a queer and that Jesus, you know, was homosexual and and lesbian and basically involved in orgies with numerous people. I mean, there is no, absolutely no scriptural basis for these, these statements. This is coming out of the mind and the spirit of the author, just like, my book, you know, my book about my life, the story of me, that's coming out of my mind, my memory, my experience, okay? Um, my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, that's coming from my experience, coupled with the inspiration of the Lord that I have received because of a relationship that I have with him because of reading the word of God, because of that word influencing my thinking, my thought patterns, my behavior. So, you know, it's it's reasonable to say that the people that can write these types of books, the queer God and so forth and so on, are being influenced by their own mind, their own experience, and whatever spirit that is involved in their life. The Bible says that God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I readily confess that I am influenced by the spirit of God. That's why I write things in accordance with his word. Those who write things in opposition to his word, even though they read his word, cannot be influenced by his spirit because he does not contradict himself. Here I go, getting off on a tangent. <laughs> Let me settle down and try to stay on track here. The other article that we um, referenced the last show was one about some of the recent controversy that has gone on in North Carolina. Um, apparently, South Carolina is dealing with some of the same issues because of the Obama administration's mandate regarding the transgender bathroom access in all public schools. I kind of covered that article pretty good, so I won't spend a lot of time on going back through the article, but the guidance uh, that was issued, um, let's see, this, 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 uh, Mandate was issued to offer guidance, supposedly, to the school systems and how to move forward regarding transgenders being able to use bathrooms according to their professed, their professed identity, not their true identity, not the identity that they were born with, but according to their professed identity, what they would like to be identified as. So um, let me just read here. It says, the guidance comes 
days after the Justice Department and North Carolina filed dueling lawsuits um, over a new state law that says transgender people must use public bathrooms, showers, and changing rooms that correspond to the sex of their birth certificate. (laughs) Okay. Just days after there were lawsuits filed, can can you can can you imagine living in a time where you have to have a lawsuit? You have to file a lawsuit because people don't know what bathroom they should use. I mean, come on. they don't know what bathroom and a supposedly intelligent human being born a male or female woman, born a female, doesn't know what bathroom they should use because they don't want to be male or female. They want to be other than. All right? So this is the this is what's going on. New state law that says transgender people must use public bathrooms, showers, and changing rooms that correspond to the sex on their birth certificate. All right, that causes confusion. <laughs> no way to get around it. That causes confusion. Because if, if a dude walks into the bathroom that females are in, and the females know he's a... Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. (laughs) The females know he's a fella. Naturally, they're going to be alarmed. Naturally, they're going to be alarmed. They're going to be concerned, but you're not supposed to be alarmed and concerned. For some reason, you're not supposed to be alarmed and concerned. And that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, but this is what we're dealing with right now. (laughs) So let me give a couple of ideas that I have. Well, before I do that, let me read another part of this article. It says, North Carolina Governor Pat McCrory has argued that the state law is a common sense privacy policy The state law is a common sense privacy policy. I agree with that, common sense people, and that the Justice Department's position is baseless and a blatant overreach because it's the Department of Justice that's giving these guidelines, okay, according to the Obama administration mandate. His administration sued the federal government hours before the state itself was sued. So they're suing back and forth. (laughs) When I heard about this on the radio, Dr. Brown was pretty emphatic about it, and he actually said there are times that we should not obey man, especially as believers. I'm telling you, when mankind is so confused that they don't know, who they are, what they are, what (laughs) basic common sense things anymore, there's a time to be concerned. But he says that when it comes to this type of a bill, 
he was calling for civil disobedience, that we as civilians disobey this command. Uh, that was back in, let's see, uh, May, when I first heard about this. I don't know what and if he has said anything since then. Um, I certainly understand his position. I certainly understand his position. And when I heard it, I was in 100% agreement with him. But how we go about disobeying, I think, is another point. How do we? How do we go about disobeying these instructions? As individuals, I think we need to sincerely, sincerely, sincerely pray and seek God for his wisdom because whatever he leads you to do, whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do, you will need his strength, his um, grace to stand on that decision, you know, because we are living in a time where persecution is going to increase. It is definitely going to increase for people that make a stand for what is right, for what is holy, for what is godly. So each individual needs to pray and seek God on how to make this stand. Um, will it mean, you know, will it mean putting your child in a private school? Will it mean, um, uh, what are some of the other options? Will it mean teaching your children uh, self-defense in case they are in some, you know, uh, uncomfortable, potentially dangerous situation? Do they need to have self-defense classes? Um, you know, what will that disobedience look like for you and for your family? I do have... Um, some ideas about the whole bathroom situation, how to make it um, equal for everybody. I, I think that um, all bathrooms, public or otherwise, should just be made individualized at this point then. I mean, and, and the government should pay for it. Since Obama's administration is demanding this, uh, demanding this, then they should pay that all bathrooms become single bathrooms and they should just say bathroom and the door should be able to lock on the individual bathroom <laughs> separate doors you know with with the own sink so you can wash your hands or or paper towels whatever make it individualized and the government should pay for it that's common sense to me but more after the break. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, 
a purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Thank God. the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right. This is Minister Diane, and I was just giving you my opinion about a way to resolve the whole bathroom issue since the government wants to, you know, mandate that everyone adhere to this confusion and um, make it okay for a man to use a woman's bathroom or a boy to use a girl's bathroom or locker room, so forth and so on, and a woman to do the same, you know, use a man's bath, then make all the bathrooms individual bathrooms. And then perhaps someone should should start petitions and start, um, you know, I, I guess I don't know what these lawsuits entail, but someone should begin to fight for that, you know, um, Maybe if someone out there, if if you are, you know, wealthy, involved in construction, um, involved in, in contracting, things of that nature, if you're a Christian and you have the means to donate some materials, donate uh, some time, some services, um, or even bid for contracts uh, to alter some of these public bathrooms, you know, to help them be changed into individual bathrooms, then people don't have to run around arguing about what bathroom they want to use. One of the previous articles was saying how it was so vitally important to the transgender person's, you know, maturation and transition to be able to um, use the bathroom that they identify with, that that was so vital to their education, that they'd be able to use the bathroom that they identify with. Really? Really? Like, I mean, how how crazy is this going to get? How chaotic is this going to get? How confusing is this going to get where we have to even argue about these kinds of things? Well... It's here. As much as I may not like it, as much as someone else may not like it, as much as some may actually like it, because people that are pushing for this 
foolishness actually believe and and have passion about what they're fighting for and they could care less about the confusion that it's causing to the person that's already confused they want to make everybody else confused how crazy is that okay well let me see along those same lines i just uh, remembered and wanted to share a, a situation not too long ago. I think it was sometime in May, could have been at the end of April, where I was in a public bathroom. I was in a gym, in a public bathroom. This gym um, has a woman's locker room and a men's locker room, and within the women's locker room there is a sauna. You know, a hot. A, a hot is that the right word? Yeah, like a sauna where you go in there and sweat and so you have to change out in order to be able to use the sauna so I'm doing what I usually do uh, to get in the sauna and uh, a lady came in and I didn't even notice it at first but a lady came in and I believe it was her son with her and he was he was a minor. If I had to guess an age I would probably guess that he might have been maybe around 8 or or seven, somewhere in there. Now, she brought him in to the women's locker room, and women were going back and forth to the bathroom and, and in my case, to the to the sauna. And um, we were, some of us were partially dressed, towels on, things of that nature. They don't allow you to walk around nude in there. But the the boy looked up and saw these women, and he he exclaimed, he exclaimed, exclaimed to his mom, Ah, oh, there's a, I saw a lady and she's naked. And the look in his face and the sound in his voice was not one of excitement. It was not one of pleasure. It was one of shock. It was one of, you know, like back in the day, the boys used to say girls had cooties and girls used to say boys had cooties. It was that kind of a reaction. It was like, ah, mom, I saw a lady and she was naked. You know, she nobody was fully naked, but he knew she wasn't dressed. Okay, and he didn't grow up in the house with this woman. It wasn't like his sister or someone that he was used to being around. So this was actually, in my estimation, a traumatic experience for this young man. But this mother was clueless. She was clueless. And I just continued on into the to the hot to the sauna before I actually even realized what I had just heard. Um and I just wanted to share that because I I think about again, the chaos and the confusion that this is causing. And what about the people who don't want to be confused? You know, what about the people who have common sense? Does anybody care about them? What about this little boy? What about this little boy who's, like, wondering why in the world am I in this place with with these women walking around naked? You know, I've heard stories of people who were traumatized by seeing nakedness, seeing pornography at a young age. You know, their lives were altered from that point on as a boy or as a girl, seeing pornography, you know, at six, seven years old, um, 
someone showing it to them or them running across the magazine. Well, now here we expand on that, and this boy has to see live, live naked women, and he's not ready for that. Mother's clueless. Come on, people. Come on. There's a reason. There's a reason that God said these things were an abomination. There's a reason. It's not just to have something to do. It's because of the fallout. It's because of the uh, the pain and the suffering and the anguish that eventually comes down the pike. It, 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 it doesn't breed anything good. It doesn't breed anything. I mean, people think that they're fulfilling some lust, some need um, initially, but in the long run, you don't. You don't. You, 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 that lust turns into what does the Bible say? Once lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. It brings forth. Death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Okay? So, let's see. What else can I talk about? Let me let me see what else I have on the on the agenda tonight here. Well, I told you that there were some lawsuit lawsuits going back and forth, so uh, this one, this article, was dated April 28th, Politics and Government. It looks like it came from a website uh, called Politics and Government. And it's regarding these lawsuits and these bills that I have just been sharing with you, okay? Um, highlights, it says, South Carolina transgender bathroom bill dead. So I guess the person who um, proposed the bill didn't get as far as he wanted to in South Carolina. It says bill introduced after North Carolina proposal passed is dead for the year. But sponsor... Senator Lee Bright, R. Spartanburg, will try to ban state aid to local governments that pass pro-gender bathroom laws. Okay? Interestingly, I was showing my my husband, um, there's a picture here, so, so if you look this up, if you look this up, I guess, how could you find it? I guess you would have to type in South South Carolina Transgender Bathroom Bill Dead and the date that I gave you. Maybe that will pull it up. Well, they use an advertisement here because um, he, didn't, he didn't do as well as he wanted to do with the bill itself. So it says, with his bill certain to fail, Bright was planning another way to advance his agenda on Wednesday, and that would be through advertising. So there's an advertisement here. There's a picture of two dogs, okay, and it says Royale K Nin, Royale K Nin, um, R O Y A L K A N I N, 
200 formulas. It says in writing, cats and dogs, in writing. But the picture is of two dogs. (laughs) When I saw it, I couldn't help but laugh because I said, how profound and how true. I mean, sometimes they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And you know what? Facts are facts, people. Facts are facts. Just You can't make a cat a dog and a dog a cat just because you feel like it. So I think that this advertisement is quite powerful. 200 formulas, cats and dogs, but the picture is of two dogs. So I haven't seen this campaign uh on the on TV yet, but but this is what he apparently he is proposing to do to um to further his his uh, his bill, okay, and uh, it says here a bill to prevent transgender men and women from using the bathroom or locker rooms of their choice is dead for the year, but sponsor Senator Lee Bright. Is planning to do use this advertisement, and he said when the state budget comes up for debate next week, Bright said he will try to add a proposal to ban state aid to local governments that pass laws requiring businesses to allow transgender people to use the bathrooms of their choice. Local governments that require that are telling businesses how to run their restrooms, he said. So. Um, He's not. He's not. He's not having that. He is doing his best, and I will pray for his success. For his success, um, we need. We need, Lord. We need you. <laughs> we need you in this hour, Lord. We need your help. More after the break. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here. 
for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on DougieNet.com. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Um, This is this is the last segment of the hour, so time is flying by. Before I give my final thoughts on tonight's subject, I want to give Chris an opportunity to weigh in. I know, husband, you um, you said you were going to kind of take it easy tonight, but is there anything that I did say that you would like an opportunity to comment on before I wrap up my thoughts? Well, um, it's it's a it's blatant that what the enemy wants to do and what he's doing in society. It's blatant, and it's the Book of Revelation says how man will be lovers of himself, and and. He will want, um, what is it, um, unnatural affections and all, and all of these type of things. So when you when you know that word and you're watching it play out, it's 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 prophetic, but at the same time, it's scary because of how many that don't know it and don't care to know it. How many are blind? and that are oblivious to what's actually unfolding. And so society is now a type of society that doesn't want to, um, when at one time somebody would have said, hey, that's not how you're supposed to be. Boys don't walk like that, or boys don't, you know, act like that. Boys don't dress like that. Now they won't say nothing because everybody has so much opinion and rights to be as thou wilt mm-hmm. and to do as thou wilt, which is a lawless society. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus 
brought the law. He said how 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 it's supposed to be. He he did his father's work, and he he brought the law, and he told the truth, and 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 he was hated for it. So I just it's amazing to me how we see everything playing out in the media, on the news, in the laws, and we see how even in the schools how the stuff that years ago would not have even been entertained because it would have been dealt with at home. You More people went to church, more people were taught. You still had it, but it was it was rare and it was underground, you know. Mm-hmm. But now it's 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 out of the closet and it's out there and, and, and it's flamboyant and it's it's in the mainstream and now it's because it's popular the, the floodgates are open and now we got shows about drag queens. We got mm-hmm. gay and lesbian networks and channels and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. It's um for the Christian, if you're just going along and you're not I'm not saying anything about loving or not loving the people in that lifestyle. We have to love them but we have to hate we have to hate the sin. Mm-hmm. But if we're just happy go lucky and just I love everybody and I don't judge and everything and I'm, and I'm not saying to judge, God's gonna judge, but mm-hmm. we do have to say what the scriptures say. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, and, and say it in love, and, and because they're not happy, they're trying to get attention. Mm-hmm. They want to be seen. They're peacocks. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want to walk down the street holding hands and want everybody to look. And and mm-hmm. so, but they're not happy. They cheat on each other more than more than um heterosexuals. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's. It's a no-win situation, and and when they're by themselves, they're not happy. They cry, so somebody has to give them the truth, and mm-hmm. and 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 love them, and give them the truth, and lead them back to the Lord. So, um, mm-hmm. the bathrooms and everything—it's just part of that big picture that the Bible speaks about in the last mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it's just—it's for me to listen. It's 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 very sobering. Because mm-hmm. I already know what's going on, but it's even it even brings it home even more. Mhm, mhm. I believe um, what you're referring to, where it says, in, "In the last days, men shall be uh, lovers of themselves, men with men, and they will um, like lose the natural affection for the woman." I believe that's right. in Ro- Romans also. Um, I can't remember how it how it's worded in Revelation, but I believe it's in Romans also. There's more than one reference to it, but that just kind of hit me when you said how it's prophetic, you know, and even though we try to increase awareness about sexual abuse on this program, I have to remember, and I guess you just reminded the people that this is was foretold prophetic. It, it was foretold that this time would come again, right? Like that this kind of immorality would come again. That's kind of what I heard when you said it's prophetic, that it's right. it's already yeah. been... Yeah. It's just foretold forward. already. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it, it has happened already. Right. And when it happened, when it happened before, 
destruction came. Right, right. There was destruction. When God said, when he told Lot's wife to not even, when he told them not to look back, not even look in that direction, right. it tells you how serious sexual immorality is to him. Yes, yes, yes. And how much yes. disdain he has for it. Right. Well, I think this is a good way for me to introduce this last article then because I hope that it will uh, lend to the hope um, and what we as believers need to do. And this is an article from the uh, PE News, which is the Pentecostal Evangel News from the Assemblies of God. It's an official news source of the Assemblies of God. Article was dated May 18th. Um, a response to the Department of Justice letter to the schools. Uh, let's see. On May 13, 2016, the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice issued a letter advising schools receiving federal financial assistance of their obligations under a federal law regarding transgender students. That's what I've been talking about already. The letter addresses restrooms and locker rooms as follows. A school may provide separate facilities on the basis of sex. A school may provide separate facilities on the basis of sex, but must allow transgender students access to such facilities consistent with their gender identity, how they identify themselves, not their birth, but how they identify themselves. A school may not require transgender students to use facilities inconsistent with their gender identity or to use individual use facilities when other students are not required to do so. That's why I said they should make all the bathrooms individual because uh, this mandate says if other students are not required to use the individual bathroom, then you cannot require the transgenders to use the individual bathrooms. That's how much they want to push this. However, uh, George Woods, who is the um, writer of this article, says, the directive of the Department of Justice does not specify how gender identity is determined. The Bible does. In the beginning, God made male and female. An individual is either male or female. Even surgical procedure does not alter the gender identity one is born with, although it may alter certain sexual characteristics. The attitude of Christians towards persons with confused sexual identity issues should be one of compassion. And like you, I have to quantify that because when the Lord brought judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, he said do not even look back because he had determined what the judgment was going to be. So I do have compassion on those that are struggling, on those who want out, on those who whose hearts are still tender in some way and are not sure about this. I do have compassion on them, and I want them to know that there is hope. 
Um, he goes on to say the attitude should be one of compassion as well as giving the good news that repentance and forgiveness of sins and a new life is available through Jesus Christ, who gives us power to overcome confusion and power to live joyfully with a clear conscience before God. His encouragement to the church is that we continue to proclaim the word and the good news that through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus delivers individuals from destructive lifestyles. God loves the self-identified transgender person so much that Jesus died on the cross for his or her salvation and deliverance. That is what I want to leave with you, the listener, tonight. That if you know someone that is struggling, if you are struggling, call on the Lord. He will hear your cry and answer. Until next time, good night. <laughs>